<laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 292 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the last three weeks. Nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. They didn't cancel us yet. We missed you guys. We sure did. <laughs> we did. It's been three weeks since our last confession. And uh, we have a lot of sins. (laughs) We've got a lot of sins. Yeah, we are back. Yeah, we've we've tried to record the last couple weeks. And for a multitude of reasons, uh, we just couldn't. Um, And so with that, we're here now. Should be on episode 295, maybe four. (laughs) But we're here. We're, you know, us. We're drawing out the the 300. And it's cool because we're going to talk about the last three weeks of nerdy news. We kept... A lot of like the more topical stuff. If there was something that would have been old news by the time we recorded, we got rid of that. But there's still a ton of stuff to talk about, including, you know, I, I listen to a lot of pods and a lot of YouTube channels and a lot of this and a lot of that. And every time there's a huge announcement, it's one of two things. It's either clickbait or they put it at the end of the show uh, so they get listener retention. So people listen or watch until the end and blah, blah, yeah. blah. We are not doing that. We are going to give you our pretty much podcast-changing, game-changing announcement to lead off the show. That's going to be something that we have been discussing for a long time, and and we're going to talk to you about that in a minute. So hang on for that. Uh, We're going to talk about WrestleMania. We don't talk about wrestling on this podcast anymore. We've cut it out, but... Got to talk about WrestleMania. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Then we got our picks of the week, our trivia, 13 and a half to 13 and a half, and our race to 11, win by two, go figure. Uh, before we get to anything else, we got another big thing. There was San Diego Comic-Con uh, two weeks ago now, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. And, you know, we, again, this is one of those stories that it could have been old, and, and, and you know, we might not, want, but we're going to. I have notes, copious notes. They've been sitting on my phone for weeks. We're going to go over all the Marvel and DC announcements from uh, San Diego Comic-Con. As a matter of fact, we're also going to uh, list our top three from that event. Uh, just doesn't have to be announcements because there wasn't a ton new announced. Yeah. It could be yeah. just things that were kind of given dates or updates or whatever. So definitely excited to talk about that. Finally, it's been a while. We're going to start off in TV and... <laughs> There was a Pokemon Presents with a 10-minute trailer for Scarlet and Violet, and we're still starting with TV. That's how big the TV section is going to be this week. We have a three-episode. It's, 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 t- it's tough to top Better Call Saul right now. We, we got a three-episode kind of catch-up to do on Better Call Saul, plus what we expect from the final two episodes is there's only two left in the entire series. We'll put spoiler tags on that. We have... Breaking bad news, which is cool. We got our first look at the live action Yu Yu Hakusho cast. That is the Netflix show. So we're going to talk about that as well. Didn't get a trailer. Didn't get any environments or CG. We just got the cast in costume. So we'll definitely talk about that. For All Mankind, Godzilla, A League of Their Own, Andor, The Flash, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. Round out the television section before Sam takes over in gaming, where, yes, we will talk about the Pokemon Presents, the 10-minute Scarlet and Violet trailer that we got on Wednesday. So we're going to cover that. The Kawabunga Collection, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, KOTOR, Lord of the Rings Golem, AEW Fight Forever, and Mario Kart 8 in uh, gaming, in movies. Oh, This is probably the longest movie section we've had in six months. 
Not been a ton of movie news this year. Uh, but we got Batgirl, HBO Max, Mortal Kombat, uh, Madame Web, Joker, Folia Do, John Wick 4, Drago, and Garfield. That's an eclectic mix right there. And that's how we like to close it out with Garfield. That's how we do it. Yeah, right. Exactly. The most important story at the end. We told you a lot of people like to put the important stuff at the end for retention. We did that with Garfield. Um, so, yeah, lots and lots of stuff to cover. Um, Sam, we always t- like get told all the time, like, you guys have to know so much about so much. Like, how and why do you do it? Well, for you guys, that's why we do it. And Sam, is tonight an OGCGC? Yes, I would say the next the next two should be a CGC spotlight. All right, cool. So we got the return of the OG CGC spotlight uh, to to round off the show. But before we do that, it is time. We are going to talk about our big major announcement. Um, And so after six years, by the way, happy sixth birthday to us. That was on July 31st. Um, Yeah, that was our first day recording. August 1st was our first time posting. So. We are just over six years old now. In pod years, that's like 18. Um, <laughs> it's a long time. A lot of pods don't make it six years. A lot of pods don't make it six months. But for some reason, you've all decided to uh, uh, continue to listen to us. And for that, we thank you. However, we've talked and talked and talked. And after a long, long, long time, like a year of going back and forth of what we're going to do, um, I had said, hey, I'm ready to hang up my boots. I'm ready to, to go out to the old pasture. I was going to say, we're not going out like old yeller, but. Yeah, yeah. I was going to get, yeah. Sam was going to get the shotgun. He was going to take me out back. And, <laughs> and I was ready for that. I was ready to hang up my, my podcasting boots. Had and Sam run. Had, this, had this brilliant idea. And he said, instead of just hanging it up, because you know you're going to want to keep doing it. You know, for Nintendo Directs or game releases, you're going to get that itch. You know, like you're definitely going to get the itch. We've decided. Go ahead. Oh, go 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 go. I was going to say we've decided that uh, we're going to go monthly. We're going to go monthly instead of weekly. Um, One episode a month instead of five. And so, like, yeah, that's definitely weird. And we got to find consistency and we got to find release dates. But I think what this monthly allows us to do is a couple different things. Number one, we don't have to do a consistent. First Thursday of every month or third Thursday of every, we don't have to do that. We just want to get an episode in every calendar month. That's one. Two, it allows us room for bonus episodes whenever there's something really big. If there's a big direct E3, God of War Ragnarok, all this other stuff that's going to happen. We then get to talk about it. So we're not guaranteeing more than one a month, but there will be plenty of times where there'll be more than one per month but there will be at least one yeah. month we can guarantee you one and let's be honest you know, life's going on you have two kids you know work's been actually crazy as shit the last two weeks for me so it's you know especially if people if you know if you do a podcast every week that the, the time it's 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 not easy and like you said you know six years it's we've been doing it you know with, with bonus episodes it's it's 378 episodes yeah, total know, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think instead of just kind of saying, you know, goodbye, I think at least once a month, our favorite stories, like you said, something jumps out, we could pop on real quick. I mean, I, I think that kind of keeps it alive. And and like you said, like, I think we'd always get that itch to kind of go back or if a story drops or a, a great movie, like, oh, man, I wish I could talk about it. And, you know, I, I think this is our perfect option. Yeah, this leaves room for spoiler casts and stuff like that, like cooler episodes that we've kind of wanted to do. And so that's our plan. 
Um, however, we're not just starting next week. We're not going to just do that. We've committed to getting to episode 300. Like that's we're, the yeah, goal is, we, is to we, stay, stay weekly until 300. And then at oh, 300 or and, 301 and, be monthly. Just the thought, like uh, I what they are, we, I know we have to do when the live action hockey show show does drop, but that is definitely a, a, a spoiler cast for us because that's one we dedicated an episode to for the anime we might as well do it for the live action as well there's will be zero doubt that that'll be a month where we have two like there's zero doubt and then god of war ragnarok and pokemon scarlet and violet and like stuff like that because that's in november so november's episode is going to be insane and that's kind of like where we're going is instead of like episode 301 it'll be november's and they won't have episode numbers in the title anymore it'll just be what it is. And that's exciting for me because it'll kind of just stop at 300. We still have our bonuses. We still have all the other stuff, but like three, I like that. Okay. 300 main line episodes is a fucking feat, man. It's something to be proud of. And and then the rest is always up to wonder. Just, we know we have that. We got our bonuses and just everything else. It's it's all gravy. Yeah. So we're, we're going to not, I shouldn't say we're not going anywhere, but we are going to ramp it down a little bit. I, you know, just to be fair, I physically and mentally just can't do it anymore at the pace that we've done it for six years. It's just too taxing uh, mentally. And so I'm, I'm just not there, but to do it monthly keeps it exciting, keeps it fresh and keeps you all in the loop. So I'm excited. I don't want to dwell on it anymore. If you have any, you know, feedback, if you have any suggestions, if you have any like ideas for like things like that, please hit us up as you all do. And, and so we or still like when, you. or like when big stories happen, you shoot us a, a DM, whatever, just a, a topic that we can include when we do record something like that. That's all. Yeah. If, if you want to hear about it, that's another thing is it allow, it allows you guys to kind of control the content as well. If there's something that you're really passionate about, that could be a part of it. And our socials are not going anywhere. Like the plan is to remain active on those. Now, Instagram is a pit. I fucking hate that place. It's horrible. If I wanted TikTok, I download TikTok. Um, it's it's getting, it's getting tough. It's really bad, but you know, stay active in the stories and, uh, all that. So we'll, we'll continue along the line of socials, Facebook, even though it's a dying platform will probably be where we have the most stuff kind of like it is today. Our Instagram story and our Facebook main page have basically all of our news. And so yeah. Facebook edges it out cause we post trailers there and stuff. So yeah, uh, that's where you're going to want to stay up to date on all of the stuff that still happens, but for our thoughts on them once a month, we'll deliver the goods. And so we're not just going to do like 45 minute episodes either. We'd, we'd really like to give you a lot of content once a month. So that's the plan. We hope you're uh, in it with us. We cannot wait to see what that future looks like, but we're not there yet. We have seven more episodes after this until we even start that. So you got us for at least another couple months. Um, probably a month and a half to two months. So looking really forward to it, Sam, any thoughts on the change, the big change before we move on? Let's jump into wrestling. Yeah. So we don't really do wrestle talk anymore at all. I don't really watch it anymore, but when something like this happens, you got to talk about it and at least think about watching and or attending because it's kind of a bucket list item for me, even though I don't care, I probably care a little bit more now that triple H is involved in WWE and Vince, um, un- you know, I won't say unfortunately, very fortunately retired because he's a piece of shit. But WrestleMania coming to Philadelphia 
2024. Maybe that doesn't hit a lot of our listeners. Two of our biggest listeners are in Massachusetts and Indiana. But for us, this is pretty damn cool. I mean, I, I, I don't know if, if I'd, I'd go to something like this, but like, I, I feel like our boy Pinna would probably go. Like, is, I know I feel like he's probably like one of our the big wrestling fans we have. Buddy, so like, I don't, I don't think you would go to this. Maybe, I mean, maybe Damien uh, for, and all them for, guys for might the go. Nostalgia but. for the for the nostalgia, I'd go. Like, it's a two night event now. I'd probably go to one of the nights. I mean, you know, parking will be a nightmare. Getting out of there will be a horrible yeah, thing. Parking and, fifty bucks, beer twenty bucks. I mean, you're you're de- you would definitely drop a you know tickets nice five hundred bucks. Like, it's definitely. You know, but if nothing else, it'll be cool to see WrestleMania at Lincoln Financial Field. It's hey, go birds, go birds. <laughs> yeah. That's where they won the <laughs> NFC Championship. You know, that's a pretty cool thing. And True. so, yeah, okay. it'll be outdoors in Philadelphia in April. Not guaranteed good weather. True. Yeah. If it, if it rains, what happens? You cancel it. Uh, I mean, Philly in April can be cold, just flat out, very cold. So early April, April, you're not guaranteed good weather. So all those wrestlers that wear tights, the old undies, the old <laughs> the old singamabobs, uh, that's going to be a rough one for Randy Orton. But uh, yeah, I, you know, will I go? Probably not. Ashley and I were talking about it, and you know, we used to watch wrestling together and love it. And I still record AEW every week. I watch it maybe once every two three months just to keep in the loop a little bit. I haven't watched a WWE product in a very long time, SummerSlam included. I just I just don't care. But like, there's something about how much it's impacted my life over the the long haul. And and just, you know, just having WrestleMania as a bucket list item is exciting, but probably not going to (laughs) go. Sam, let's start the show kind of where we customarily do with our picks of the week. Yeah, it's about like three weeks ago uh, on Netflix. I mean, Kelly, we saw the gray man. Yeah, I figured that's where you were going to go at some point. I did. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have definitely have like a little list of, you know, if I need a pick of the week, if I, if I don't watch anything new. But I don't this was again, I'm, I'm not going to say this is the best movie ever made. But the first thing I want to say is I love the fight choreography. That was badass. I love seeing Chris Evans in a villain role. I wish he would do more of it. I, I thought he was great. It's just basically insane. Lloyd Hansen. I, I thought his name was hilarious, but <laughs> that is a uh, weird 2022 movie name. And dude, and he, him and his mustache, like, dude, he's, he, he's funny. Like if you like Chris Evans, if you like Gosling, like I think if you go, like, you know, and it's directed by Anthony Russo, Joe Russo guy who did you know, the Avengers, all that stuff. You know, I think it, Rotten Tomatoes, they only has a 48%. Again, the story, it definitely, it, I feel like it was based off a, a novel. I feel like the movie could have been so much better, but for what we got, I thought it was okay. I think I wanted a little bit more from Gosling. I feel like he kind of like does like like less is more, like he did with Drive. Like it, it was okay, but I think my favorite was Chris Evans. I, I thought he was great as Lloyd. But, you know, you got Billy Bob Thornton in. You know, nice cast, Jessica Henwick. Um, she was Colleen Wing on Iron Fist, and again, this. I, I think it had a $200 million budget, you know, and it was released on Netflix, but it made so far in the movies, $360,000. But I guess it was successful enough because they have a sequel plus a spinoff after this. So, um, yeah. So gray man on Netflix, um, it's about two hours again, not, not the craziest movie, but if you, if you like great action, good fight choreography, 
and you like Chris Evans and Gosling, I definitely think you should check out The Gray Man. Still have no idea how Netflix decides to allocate their budget. They're just so weird. Dude, I, I mean, yo, when you see $200 million budget and worldwide, they made $360,000. It's because everybody has Netflix. And if you don't, you know somebody that does and you share their password. This isn't like HBO Max. Like yeah. Netflix is has been around. They have 180,000 subs, so or a million, I mean. So like that's where the majority was was made, but still like they'll cancel a show after season 1, but then the second a movie premieres and it gets like a little bit of success, they're like just bring everything out. We want to continue this franchise forever. And then in 2 years they'll cancel it anyway like they did with Bright. It, yeah. It's just it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. Netflix is also a dying art. I hope that I hope that they just just, go just lower your price, please. Thanks. Go back to normal, like yeah. And and if they implement the password sharing thing in the in this country, whew, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> that is gonna hurt a lot of different ways. But I mentioned to you at the top of the show. Actually, I think I mentioned this to you off the air. As a matter of fact, yeah, you did. Um, that I have been waiting for three weeks as well to share my pick of the week, and I I have been most bummed to cancel our pod the last three weeks because I have not been able to talk about this pick of the week. That is how excited I am to talk about this video game. Um, My goodness, my goodness that I happen to stumble upon this game without knowing I would. And uh, it has just been the most fantastic 17 hours so far. Uh, that I just I just have had so much fun. So I'm very, very excited to talk about it. This game is called Coromon. C-O-R-O-M-O-N. Coromon. What Dude, does that remind you of? I actually, what, crazy. It was either a Pixel Game Squad or Phoenix Resale. I was watching and they picked up that game. That is so weird that you said that name out of any game out there of all games of that. So was it, besides that, on, I, was it on Steam or Switch? Well, there, there are two... Well, there are two. You it might have been. I don't know what it was, but it was a one other trip. They mentioned the game and they shared like a little bit of gameplay. So I don't know what it was, but that game, they, it was just on an episode. That's really really fun. Yeah. So it's only available digitally. It's on Steam and only the Switch from a console perspective. Um, it's coming to mobile as well soon. I mean, you can play the whole twenty seven hour game on your phone if you want to. It's 20 bucks. I think I got it on sale for like 17, but if not, I was more than happy to pay the, the full $20. What does Coromon sound like? Like Digimon or Pokemon or Digimon. Yeah, it's a monster catching game. If you want to call it, they call it monster taming uh, is like the official subgenre of Pokemon, Digimon, Beyblade, Yu-Gi-Oh, all that stuff. They call it a monster taming genre. And that's what this game is. It's a $20 I'm not going to call it a Pokemon clone because it does things that Pokemon doesn't. It does it better than Pokemon. Um, Pokemon is very, very stuck in its ways and very like they do a lot of great quality of life. But this game, I felt like everything the fans have wanted from Pokemon games for a very long time gives us all of it. Difficulty options, uh, customizable difficulties. Um, You can even put the game. It's so easy that when you spend money at the store to buy things, you get a discount and you get 50 percent of your money back and like things like that, that really you can adjust a little bit of difficulty and like it. It's really, really neat. So Coromon, instead of Pokeballs, you have spinners, different types of spinners, and that's what you catch them in. And there's 114 of them. That's pretty awesome. And so instead of just like your standard uh, 
Pokemon, and then you might get a shiny one every 4,000. This game has standard, potent, and perfect Coromon. Standard is your standard. You run into it in the wild, and there it is. Uh, potent, you get a 1 and 35, I believe, is the number. So not super high uh, chance of running into it. It's a slightly different color, but it's got better stats than the normal one. Um, And then there's perfect, which is shiny. Excuse me, shiny and potent mixed together, and it's a completely different color variation. Pokemon, they don't give you stat variations. They just give you a different color, but the odds are much greater. So I have yet to run to a perfect, but I have two or three, maybe four different potents. I'm not 100% sure. I can't quite remember. But like you get three starter choices. You get water, fire, and ice, which is awesome. And ice is super effective on water because it freezes it. I chose the ice starter, Cub Zero. <laughs> Cub Zero, and then Aurora, and then Berialis is the final form, which I have. Um, and so I right now have 80 Coromon out of 114, which is awesome. I have well, that's how many I've seen. I've caught 44. Um, Nibblegar is the water starter, he's a freaking shark that turns into a megalodon. It's awesome. I'm not going to go through all the Coromon, but like my team right now of six, which again, if you're a Pokemon fan, you get into it. That's why I. I'm so into the game because I know the mechanics already. Barry Alice, Swampa, which is a grass water type. DC, he evolves from AC. AC, DC, he's an electric type. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, Armadon, Lunar Pup, which is probably my favorite. A psychic dog that has a moon uh, floating around its head, like a crescent moon. And then Blazator, which is a fire minotaur. That's my uh, team right now. I Instead feel like of- that crescent moon, like that's a nod to like Inuyasha, his brother being like a half like uh, wolf demon has the half crescent moon on his head but it's, i could be wrong i i don't think you are so things that separate this game uh from pokemon no hms just like you know oh by the way the art style is a mix between like game boy advance and game and nintendo ds so kind of like gen 3 um R- ruby sapphire kind of mixed with diamond and pearl probably a little bit more towards the gen three thing. It looks really fun. So you can fully customize your character. You can give them a beard. You can do all the things that you want to do, any clothing you want, and you find new clothes in the, in the overworld and stuff like that. So completely customizable character. Um, trying to think what are, Oh, you can change your outfit on the fly. Um, you get this thing called a gauntlet and your gauntlet that you wear actually does your HMs. Your HMs are push, burn stinky and like the stinky one freaking is a repel if you do the stinky one whatever patch of grass you're in you won't run into a coromon so it's like it's got really cool different mechanics like that it's got milestones as a trainer so not only do your coromon level up but you do as well kind of gives you that incentive to keep doing other things and kind of keep pushing along um if i go into the settings so like things you can do um Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here the, here we go. You can set it to easy wild encounters. So when you run into a wild Coromon, you can actually pick what Coromon you want to go into the battle before you do. That way you can kind of strategize for typing and stuff. That's for a okay. wild encounter. You Stage can also a do time. That. I like that. Yes. Yeah, and it also makes the game just a tad bit easier just in case you want to fly through. Uh, you can do the same thing for trainer battles, which, you know, you don't just send out the first Coromon in your party. Like you do in Pokemon, you can do easy trainer battles, milestone pop-ups, um, show type effectiveness, which is cool. Um, let's see. Uh, there's multiple save slots. So all that stuff, 
Um, the world map is nice. Like I- I'm trying to figure out how to like best explain it. Um, all you do is hold start to save. That's not really, you know, whatever there's missions. So like, that's cool. You have one overarching mission, but there's a bunch of side quests. I've already completed a whole bunch. Um, my stats. So I've played for 15 hours, 47 minutes. I'm 69%. Nice done the game. I have healed at the center. The Pokemon center, we'll call it 20 times. I have a modified difficulty, normal swaying to hard. I'm 184 and O in battles. Damn. Um, I have uh, ran away from 78 wild Coromon. I've encountered eight potent. So I said three or four, but I've encountered eight. I've caught 43. I've knocked out 69. Um, So like, it's got like really cool stats. You can go online, you can battle and it's got a better story than a Pokemon game. It's got great mechanics, great movement. The biggest knock for me in this game is the wild encounters happen way too often way way too often i'm running through grass i run into something i take one step and i run into another one and so i'm a little pissed off about that but you know you run and you you run from the battle you keep moving on if you're a pokemon fan if you're an old school pokemon fan the kind of pokemon fan that sam and i are this is your game for 20 bucks you get a 25 to 27 hour game there's no gyms instead of gyms you get actual boss fights against titans there's six of them i'm i've done three or four? I can't remember. I think three. So I'm 15 hours in. I've only beaten three bosses. So they give you a lot. Um, it's so much fun. Great side missions. Great story. This game is so much fun. The battles are awesome. Um, the uh, what's the face? Like the different Coromon designs are fantastic. The trainers actually have good level. Uh, I should say Coromon instead of Pokemon. That's the one thing I wanted to uh, tell you about. Actually, was the the, just real quick, the types. Um, if I may, here it is. The type manual. So there are is normal type, electric type, ghost type, sand type, which is kind of like ground, fire type, ice type, water type, magic type, which I haven't run into any yet. Foul type, which I haven't run into any yet. They're like the devil. Heavy type, air type, which is like flying, poison, and cut type. So yeah, I'm... I'm all in. This game's fantastic. It's better than Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. It's just as fun as Sword and Shield. It's better than Sun and Moon. Just as good as X and Y. Just as good as Black and White. Better than Diamond and Pearl. Better than Ruby Sapphire. And then the first two gens are godlike to me, so I don't really... You can't, you can't compare. It's So this is just like a, if you're looking for a smaller, great, customizable Pokemon-like game, but it's old school as opposed to this 3D stuff, this is your game. Coromon, Steam, Nintendo Switch only, 20 bucks. pick it up. Sorry I went verbose. I've been waiting three weeks to talk about this game. Sam, when you eventually come over, I'm going to show you for a, f- a few minutes and just show you that I'm I'm in love with it, and I think you're really going to like it too. As Alex hits a three-run homer, five, three, or five two fills. All right, Sam, trivia time, 13 and a half for me, 13 and a half for you. Race to 11, win by two. I'm going to give you the question first. And what might be the easiest question in Wii Podcast and No Things History? You ready? Let's do it. What college did The Rock attend? Uh, what did he do? Was it Florida? It was Miami. That's right. The, he's a hurricane. U of Miami. U of Florida was one of my options. 
Miami, Florida, Florida State, or USF. All right, all right. All right, what was that? Look at you just going for it, though. I really appreciate that. Hey, you gotta take you gotta take your chances. Uh, I, I, yours is just you have a shot, so you'll see. Three of the four actors inside the turtle costumes of the movie. This is obviously a TMNT question. OG live action movies. Three of the four actors inside the turtle costumes for the movie also appeared in other scenes with cameo appearances. Which turtles actor didn't get his face shown in the movie? Just which which turtle? Which turtle? Yeah, like I don't have to name the actor because I can't do that. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um. My God, dude. My immediate answer is Raphael. That's my like immediate answer. Um. If you need the answers, let me know. <laughs> Bad jokes. I got them. Uh, I'm going to go Raphael. You are correct. Always so go with your gut. Answer. My immediate answer. Yeah, that's one of those <clears throat> things where you couldn't give me answers. It was either I was taking a point or I was getting none. Yep. Yeah, that's getting why you had to go for it. 14.5 for me, 13.5 for you. I can win next week, but... Before we get to our Better Call Saul stuff, let's talk about Marvel and DC San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I'll just kick it off to you. I have all the notes in the world. We'll go through all the announcements, but I just want to know overall, what'd you think? I mean, overall, it was like basically, it was a Marvel show, you know, Marvel, you know, they, they, DC really, I think we got what, the Shazam trailer, maybe the Black Adam, like they, you know, they That's didn't right. go too That's much. about it. You know, and besides that, it was mostly Marvel, which was basically what we were, what we were expecting. I'm still waiting to see is, is DC going to do the DC fandom, but I'd have to oh, I mean, imagine. I mean, overall, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I definitely enjoyed a, a few things that I thought were obviously my big hype moments, but a lot of it just you know, them plotting out. A lot of it's going to be quite a few years out. Um, we'll see uh, how each building block is getting there because I, I, phase four is, you know, it's been a little bumpy. <laughs> well, <laughs> They've, they've roadmapped out the next two phases. Um, yeah, it was fine. That's all. I mean, I, I'm officially just kind of over it, right? Like I've said it a million times. I don't yeah, really have phase, much. Phase, phase four has been bumpy. There's been so much shit. I mean, you're all, like you're almost at burnout a little bit of just everything coming at you all at once. It's, it, it's good to kind of just take a step back and not have anything on at the moment. Uh, well, we got in 14 Another days, two we got she Hulk. Yep. yep. Two yeah, Hulks. And, and, and that I'm not, I'm not like, like I'm, a, I'm excited because it's not a superhero show. It's a comedy courtroom thing, which I'm into. I'm uh, into that. I'm, yeah, I'm hyped to see other characters. I'm not, I, I'm not liking my Hulk doing yoga, you know, <laughs> I, but you know, that's, that's, a, that's a whole nother sidebar. But again, I'm going to watch regardless. Yeah, I'm completely burnt. I'm completely over superhero things in general. Like, I just want to stay away from that for a really long time, which, quite frankly, I'm very excited about our monthly thing because now I don't feel pressed to watch everything all the time and buy like a deadline. I could just kind of watch it on my own time and binge it. I, I like to binge superhero things like I'll wait a month. I still haven't finished Captain or Miss Marvel. And so and I was looking forward to that. So yeah. I'll just kind of finish that soon. And I'll just kind of get there when I get there. I'm currently watching a show that will be my pick of the week, week next week. So uh, this was fine for me. I, I've just come to the uh, realization that I don't care about Marvel. Like I told this to Ashley. 
I hated, didn't hate. That's a lie. Cause I've always loved Spider-Man. And I always have always will. But up until the Avengers came out in theaters in 2012, I didn't care about comic books or superheroes or anything like that outside of Spider-Man. I just didn't. And you did. And Damien did who, and we were really good friends at that time. And like, there were just a lot of people that I was hanging around with. Pope joy loved captain America, just his favorite thing in the world. And so like, all my friends liked it. So I went to see it in theaters. I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea who these people were, these cameos. I thought it was boring. And, I, and I've realized that that was me pouring some out for my homies a little bit. Yeah. Some of it's exciting. Some of it's good. But it's something that I'm never going to be in love with. And it's never something that I'm going to like need to be there anymore. It's kind of like wrestling. It's kind of passed me by a little bit. So while I'm excited about some of this stuff, I'm not really jumping through hoops with the exception of my number one for our top three. Well, so, and, and I was going to say, ahead. it's, you know, like they, I feel like Marvel, they used most of their A characters. Like now you're going to get like the B and C characters. And, you know, me, I don't, I don't know all the Marvel guys like you. You don't know all the Marvel guys. I'm the DC guy. I'm, I'm there for the DC D cuts. Marvel, like one of the Doctor Strange, when his end credit scene, I didn't know who that person was. I had to go after and it's like, oh, that's this said person oh, okay like i didn't get it like that but i i can definitely you know hear what you're saying of you know your poor one out for the homies not not being into it and you know i would say you're not the only one hey i uh, i tried there were times when i was super into it and then i think there was just so much you know what i think my breaking point was and i don't think this will shock you was loki mm-hmm that yep. was my breaking point. I thought that show was so underwhelming and the whole rest of the world disagreed with me. And I was like, I don't, I think I don't care. That's why. And, I think and, I just and, don't care. and mine started at WandaVision. Yes. So yes. I, I've, I've been trudging. Yeah. We both got through Falcon. I don't know how that show was bad. That show was flat out bad. I, I, I think I might just my, where my love for winter soldier and just that movie, like that just pushed me through everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, Winter Soldier was great. And then that show just fell flat right on its face. And so like phase four has been a dud for the most part. Uh, when you really look at the whole scope of it, Black Widow came out a decade too late. I don't care what you say. The Eternals wasn't that great. Shang-Chi, I'll never feel the need to watch again. Um, a lot of the shows have been underwhelming. I just flat didn't like Loki. So I get it, man. I really do. But we got a lot to talk about. They gave us some stuff. I'm going to try to hype it as best I can. I'll be frank. There's not a lot I care about on this list. Um, but we're, we'll go through it. We'll start with Marvel. Um, actually, you know what? We'll start with DC. They only gave two, so we'll just talk about them. Uh, Black Adam and Shazam both got new looks. What would you think? I mean, I, I thought both were good. I'm, I'm already there for Black Adam. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm there for I'm, me, I'm there for Me Dr. too, Fate. I guess. Like, yeah. it, it, like again, I... I what draws me to Black Adam is like The Rock, his passion. You see it every day. You know that he wanted to do this film. Like he put everything into this. And the cast that he got to see, you know, the live action Hawkman, um, you know, to see the Cyclone, the other characters that people don't know about, to hopefully give Dr. Fate his due. I, I think Pierce Brosnan is going to do that character justice. Like not a lot of people know about Dr. Fate. And people should, because if, if, you, if you like Dr. Strange, I mean, Dr. Strange was. Doc, Dr. Faye came first, let's be real. So, as long as the movie's half decent, just hopefully this can, you know, I'm sure it's The Rock. It's going to probably do good, get your Black Adam too, but this is the perfect time to expand, you know, the Justice Society to, you know, 
get you the Spectre, Dr. Fate, the Hourmans, the, you know, Starman, to get all them guys. Like, you know, the Stargirl, again, that, that show's definitely bringing out all the Golden Age heroes, but let's bring it back to the live action. Hopefully this is um, Black Adam's half decent. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it doesn't get delayed. Um, and the, I watched the, I watched Doctor Strange, by the way. What did you think? It was good. It, yeah. it was um, probably the best Phase 4 movie. Yep. Yeah. So. And she, she she was great as, as Black Widow. She was a badass. Yeah. You know, the killing scenes, easily the best part of the movie. That's that's all I needed. It could have ended it with Black Bolt, and I would have... <laughs> <laughs> I would have got him. That's all I needed. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a simple man, the police. Um, and for um, Shazam, I, again, I, I thought Shazam again looks fun. You know, Philadelphia about to get wrecked. <laughs> funny to see a drag. Didn't expect to see a dragon. Uh, you know, had the funny quip of the Fast and Furious family line. I thought that was kind of funny. Again, just they, they know the tone of Shazam. Shazam is is the kid friendly. I think Zachary Levi he plays that that kid adult like just so well. Um. I, I, the cast, you know, the, the whole the whole costumes, the whole upgrade. I, you know, you hear rumors that you know, is there going to be a Black Adam? Is Superman going to show up? A, a little cameo. Um, I know at the end of the first Shazam, there was the Mister Mind, that little caterpillar thing. I don't know if he's going to come into play. Can maybe controlling the dragon. I, I I don't know what where they're going to go. I know they have Helen Mirren. She's playing one of the villains. But again, it, it looks fun. You know, the money looks, you know, it looks like it's a good quality movie. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it. So. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch Shazam and I watched half of Dr. F- or Black Adam and I realized I don't want to watch anymore. Shazam, I didn't really get into the first movie, so I don't really have interest, even though it does take place in Philly, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but I am excited for Black Adam, if nothing else, because of Pierce Brosnan. And Dr. Fate, like I am definitely looking forward to that. Uh, the movie looks very yellow. <laughs> it looks very mm. sepia tone, but I'm I'm going to be there for that one. I like it. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters or whatever, but I'm definitely there for that. Um, that'll be a month part of our monthly episode. So I don't have to go see it day one, which is cool. Um, I just have to see it by the time we talk about it. So <laughs> nice zero pressure situation. Uh, moving into Marvel, I'm going to go through like three or four at a time and then of those three or four, you can just pick out what you want to talk about. She Hulk got a new trailer. Um, it got a special cameo, but we won't spoil that one. Um, he is definitely on the lookout for that or be on the lookout for him on that. I'll give you that. It is a a male. Um, it does have a new release date, which we'll talk about in a second. Secret invasion got a release window of spring, 2023 guardians. Three will hit theaters. May 5th, 2023. James Gunn says it's a tearjerker. Uh, or emotional and echo will premiere in the summer summer of 2023. Anything of that batch? I mean, criminal with it did the Hulk. Um, definitely going to see secret invasion. That's the um, Samuel Jackson, probably the sc- scrolls um, daredevil. You know, he's going to be an echo kingpin. So that's going to be my trigger point Didn't there. And- secret invasion was going to be like a big crossover event thing like the cw kind of crossover stuff i thought i heard i it, it makes sense obviously with the secret evasion of everything that, that could transpire it makes sense that there's going to be multiple cameos in this so yeah i mean again i'm going to say it you know probably my least favorite out of all that is probably shield uh yeah and I, and again i'll watch it when it comes out but that's probably yeah. same yeah. uh because i 
I'm actually Just looking forward to Echo. I'm actually looking forward to Echo too. I thought she was actually really Hawkeye is a show I genuinely genuinely did enjoy and I would watch again in a heartbeat. Dude, that is dude, a show. It's the, it's the best Disney Plus Marvel show. It's that in it the is. night. Yeah, and so outside of like superheroes, I think Hawkeye was actually just a very well done show. So I'm in on that. Um, Loki will get a season two. Blade will hit theaters November 3rd, 2023. Ironheart will premiere fall of 23. And the Agatha Harkness show, I think it was like Harkness of something, got a new name, Agatha Coven of Chaos. And that will come in winter of 2023. Anything from that batch? If I'm honest, I don't give a baker's fuck about all three of them. I just care about Blade. That's the only yeah. one I want. Tamara Hershall, the other three, of course, I'm going to watch, but I don't give a shit. I'm there for Blade. Just please do it justice. It'd be great if you had a little Wesley Snipes cameo. That'd be awesome. Because let's be honest, without him, Marvel would be nowhere. The first R-rated Marvel superhero film. The Agatha thing, I've, I'm afraid that as soon as it was announced, I called it, and I'm sticking by it, and the more and more that it is a thing it's becoming true is she just, no one cares anymore about Agatha Harkness. She lost her popularity. The show could have done what Pokemon did and realized like legends Arceus is going to be a hit. We're going to go with that style. And that's what gen nine is. They could have saw the writing on the wall. Agatha's going to be a hit. We want to make something about her and like start that production way earlier, but we're just getting the name now. It's not coming for another year and change. Agatha Harkness is like, old news now so you've released literally a dozen other disney plus marvel shows so since she was even on the screen she wasn't in anything else put her in doctor strange for christ's sake like why wasn't she in that movie like she had to have been at some weird dimension she could have been in the room with the kids or knocking at the door i think like, she was in one of the drafts or something that I, they might have just write her out it's just so weird to me that this character is getting her own show but like Ain't no one give a shit no more, man. It's just so simple. But anyway, on to the next batch. Captain America 4 has been titled Captain America New World Order and will hit theaters May 3rd, 2024. The Charlie Cox Daredevil series will be named Daredevil Born Again and premiere spring 2024. There will be 18 episodes. The Thunderbolts film will hit theaters July 26th, 2024. Anything from that? Batch of three. I mean, obviously, Daredevil is the easy. Come on, Charlie Cox. He was. I walked by him at an airport in Chicago. Let's be real. We got head nods. That's we're we're <laughs> brothers. Um, but uh, it, to me, that's that's still the best Marvel show. Is Daredevil? Nothing has beat that. The action, the story. He's Daredevil. He's Matt Murdock. I wouldn't want anyone else in the role. So glad it's him and Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, him back as Kingpin, and they get an eighteen episode season. So this, I'm like, all right, I could definitely see them bringing back John Bernthal, throw his Punisher, bring him back. Maybe even bring a couple think, uh, people back. Maybe this sets up Midnight Suns. This could set up so much. Uh, and also Thunderbolts. Um, I'm pretty hyped for Thunderbolts. Um, the one actor died who played, uh, who actually did play Thunderbolt Ross. Um, but I, I don't know. So they're going to have to, you know, little, you know, juke and dive there. But Thunderbolts definitely has potential, but you know Daredevil easily the favorite. Uh, I'll tell you, man. Um, this was a nice batch. I think Born Again is one of the best names ever. Like literally, he was dead, and everybody thought that would never come back. And Netflix Marvel was dead, and then all of a sudden, they announced it. He's Born Again. I think that's a great name. Um, definitely one I'm excited for. Captain America Four 
you know, after, you know, you got to follow Chris Evans, but it'll have been years, five years almost since Chris. I think actually, yeah, five years since Chris Evans was on the screen as Captain America with Anthony Mackie. Here's the problem. He's only been Captain America in one other thing was Falcon. And that show sucked. So like in five years, we haven't got a lot of Anthony Mackie in a Marvel thing to kind of build that up. And so like from that perspective, I'm not super psyched, but it's a Captain America movie. He's probably um, well, now that Spider-Man's in there, he's one of my favorite Avenger types or MCU characters or whatever. So I'm excited for where that's going to go. Although I will admit, I just like Chris Evans in the role. I always did. Um, so and Captain America probably has the best set of movies in the MCU when you look at them in, in total. So it'll be different for sure, but I'm open to it. And I don't know enough about the Thunderbolts to have an opinion. Okay. Uh, the last batch will be really phase six, which is insane to think. Um, but we're going to go through a lot of them. Uh, four more. The MCU's Fantastic Four will hit theaters November 8th, 2024, and will kick off phase four. Uh, we got a Wakanda Forever trailer. That will be the end of phase four. If I said phase four for Fantastic Four, I meant phase six. Um, we'll be getting two Avengers movies in a six month span. The first will be the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, which will hit theaters May 2nd, 2025, and will be directed by the same guy who did Shang-Chi. And the next one will be Avengers Secret Wars, November 7th, 2020. Nope, 25 again. Two Avengers movies, six months, and they got three, four years to get us there. Um, Three and a half years or so to get us to that movie. We're going to know our Avengers soon enough. What about this last big batch? Um, I, I actually I did actually enjoy that uh, Wakanda Forever trailer. I thought it was a, a very nice trailer, nice tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Um, it's de- definitely tough to, to do a sequel without, you know, Chadwick, you know, Black Panther losing his battle with cancer. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I know who's going to get the role of Black Panther. I know they're kind of teasing it. They could swerve it, but if they stick with the comics, you know, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Um, they, they definitely go a multitude of ways. I, I, again, there it's, it's, it's name more. So it's like, we knew he was coming. They hinted at it. So I, I think that looks good. Fantastic four. I mean, I, we got, you know, three fantastic four movies. Like, so, I mean, obviously Marvel's first family, a lot of people are clamored for it. I'm, I, I'm, I can wait patiently. I, I just hope it's not John Krasinski. I like that. We got the fan service of him. But I, I would like someone else. I, I think we got that. I would like someone else. I mean, of course, I'll watch it. I did like Fantastic Four. Just, you know, I, I don't mind waiting. My least favorite is Kang Dynasty. Kang, still, he still has to prove, prove something a to lot. me. A lot. Because I didn't give a shit about Loki. I thought he his scene at the end was boring as shit. I know we're getting it. It's a different Kang. I get it. I still thought he was boring as shit. So that is literally my one of the least favorite things we've seen. Secret Wars is probably the most hyped thing. Um, yeah, one of the most hyped things here for me because this you can kind of bring back everybody. You can this is another one where you bring back Tobey Maguire, Spider Man. You, you, you this is the huge crossover event. So Secret Wars, huge potential for Marvel. Probably their next, their biggest movie coming in, in, in the next five years. Yeah, obviously, I think it's the magnum opus for a reason. Like it's the. I mean, there's a lot of phase six that still would need to be announced and fleshed out. And I'm sure a lot of that will be Disney plus stuff too. And I'm, I don't think they're going to slow that down, you know? So we're going to find out a lot about who will 
kind of take the mantle of the Avengers and you have to figure it'll be, you know, the twins and Kate Bishop and a lot of these things they've been setting up. Um, so it's definitely exciting and I'm here, you know, for it. I think fantastic four I'm looking forward to probably the most out of any movie, um, including captain America, just, just a big fantastic four guy. Really. I just like the thing. Ben is my man. Um, and so that's that. I mean, that's, San Diego Comic-Con from Marvel and DC in a nutshell. Um, Let's talk about the things that are hyped for us the most. Our top three. Go ahead. Just give us all three. Okay. My number three, I went with Marvel Zombies. Again, that's rated mature. So that's one of the reasons I got number three. My number two is the Avengers Secret Wars because that is so much potential between X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers. That could be so fucking great. Number one, Daredevil Born Again. Like you said, fantastic name. Charlie Cox, Daredevil, still the best Marvel live action show ever made. Hype. Can't wait. Uh, my number three is The Rock's entrance into Hall H for his Black Adam thing. It was pretty yeah, cool. That, that was cool. Him. Number two is Marvel's transparency on phases four through six. They gave us a big roadmap to follow, and they're going to follow through on it. Just don't be stuck on a lot of those dates. They are very, very much subject to change. And number one is super obvious. It's Daredevil. And then the fact that it's 18 episodes, we, we yeah. share that number one. We share that hype. I'm just, that's like, if I look at everything, you said you can only watch one thing on this entire list. It would be an 18 episode Daredevil run. Yeah, the thing like, that's good me is that it's Disney Plus. It's like, do I want a three hour Secret Wars movie or do I want 18 hours of Daredevil? That's you right. know what I mean? It's an easy choice. Yeah. With Vincent D'Onofrio as well. So loving that. Um, again, you know, I can kind of not have to be so burnt out anymore. I can just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride. So looking forward to that, everybody. That'll do it for this episode. No, I'm kidding. We got a full episode now. So we're 40, 50 minutes into the show. and We're just getting into the TV section. Uh, Better Call Saul, episode nine, episode 10, episode 11. Um, here is your spoiler warning at the 50 minute mark. Everybody uh, check out the time codes if you want to zip through it. And get to the other stuff because we're going to be talking spoilers. Sam, Gene is here. We've gotten a lot of Gene over the last few weeks. Kim is gone. Lots has happened. What's going on in the Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul universe? All, all I can say is it's it, it proves itself episode in, episode out of why it's one of the best written shows as Breaking Bad, I, you know, people could say what they will about black and white. I don't mind black and white. It doesn't bother me. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy his, I enjoy the Gene scenes. I knew it was only a matter of time. I knew when we saw Gene, every time we saw him, it was black and white. It only makes sense. They were going to continue it unless something happens to make it go color again. But until then, it's just going to be black and white. But I, I loved each episode, I, I'm, I'm not going to, each episode has its own little moment. I, I do have one like major nitpick, but there's, there's nothing that could have been done. I hate when it's a different actor. They change it. Yeah. That was because of a scheduling conflict. Yep. The guy was doing, um, I can't remember the show, but he physically couldn't have gotten out of it. So they had to recast Jeff, the cab driver. I get that. I get that. Yep. It can be distracting for longtime fans. Yeah, it's, you know, again, it's the actor's face. You know, he made a big deal in the mall, and you think it's this guy, and then you see the, you know, then you see, you know, the the taxi guy, and it's this actor looks really nothing like the other guy. 
and you're kind of thrown off for a minute. You know, I, it, I, I, yeah, I understand. He was, what, what, it was, there was nothing they could do. Schedule conflict. He couldn't get out of it. He was in another TV show. He couldn't leave. I get it. But that was my one little nitpick. Other than that, it's, you know, Bob Odenkirk putting on a clinic right now. That's, that's about <laughs> all I could say. My God. Is there anything he cannot do? He is just crushing it. I mean, especially, you know, the the last episode, Breaking Bad, of all the timelines they were going through. And and I I don't know, it was it was one of my favorite episodes. Like, I I feel like I I say it every damn episode, but this this just something about just him in this role and the writing. They they just have this down to a T and it, it was just so good to kind of be back there. You know, seeing old old friends, you know, feel like that, they, you know, they never left their old. Yeah, you know, I, I don't care. People say, oh, they're older now. Like, well, well, no shit, Sherlock. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love that they didn't do no de-aging. I love that they just, they just kept it as is. And honestly, I felt like it was like they never left. Like, I was right back in that fucking van with them. And I just had a stupid smile on my face. And Walt looked better than Jesse. Jesse does not look like but at least neither one of them looked like Todd did that's yeah, I do no I, I was just saying no, I was like no matter what both of them still look better than Todd so I don't give a shit what anybody says yeah and enjoyable I, episodes I don't think I enjoyed 10 and 11 as much as I enjoyed nine I think nine might be one of my favorite episodes of the entire series I thought the Gus scene with the wine um and like those heavy implications that we yeah. always thought of back from Max's time yeah. with him just there was so much about that that I just loved. Um, I, you know, I loved the Kenny Any, Jimmy breakup scene was just and, so heart wrenching. What about anything with Don Eladio getting Stephen yeah. Bauer, man? Oh, like, any, like, of course, like he, my, my boy age, you know, he's and he's getting older, gentlemen. He's from Scarface. My man's been, been through some shit. But that, that whole scene was, dude, the tension. Oh, my God. Love yeah. it. I, yeah. Like, I agree. Episode nine was fantastic. Yeah, 10, I think, was like dealer's choice. Like, if you didn't like it, I'm not going to fault you for it. I would would obviously say 10 is my least favorite from 9 and 11. Yeah. You know, I like 9 and 11 more than 10, of course. I would agree, yeah. Agree. But at the same time, at the same time, for a long time, Diehards, this is probably right up your alley. You've wanted a Gene episode for the longest time. Yep. My, I think my one issue, my one issue, and it makes sense in the story, and I get it. It just, I still didn't love it. Is like when we saw him at the end of ten, literally hang it up, right? Like I was like, mm-hmm. cool, we're moving on, and then to get Gene immediately in the next episode when he calls Francesca, and then like. I, the whole thing happens where she volunteers the information with Kim. And that's what got him to go back to Jeff was yep. this conversation that we'll find out more about. I'm sure in, in next episode, yep. but like I was ready for the gene thing to end. And then they just went right back to it and I get it. There was a catalyst. It makes sense. There's nothing that is like a plot hole about it. It's just like, damn it. I kind of wasn't into it. I was ready to like move past Gene, just like I was ready to move past Mike. And then we got Mike in the breaking bad timeline when he comes in with his sunglasses on. Yeah. It was Tony it was great. It was it was great to see Mike. I was just like Mike had a great last scene with Nacho's dad. I was ready to be done with that. And like so there are things like that where I'm like I thought we were done but we're not. I'm sure we're close to that with Mike. I don't know if we're ever going to see him again. 
I would imagine we will see Kim again, especially now with that phone call. Francesca had a nice ending. I'm kind of done with that storyline. That was great. Mentioned our boy. Yeah, we we know the Fed seized everything. We know Skyler took the deal. We know Huel is out of that room. We know that Bill Burr's character is somewhere. I love that. They kept that. And they did do it. He got the mention. I was like, oh, shit, let's go. Yeah, he did get the mention. So uh, I think it's it's one of those things, too, where, like, Ashley doesn't remember Breaking Bad. Like, we talked yeah. about this. I said, oh, how cool was that when they mentioned Huel? And she's like, I don't remember what happened to Huel. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of got to remember that. And you kind of got to be a fan of both shows for you to kind of understand a lot of those references. But it was very cool to kind of get some closure on the storylines. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Walt Jr. because he's about to walk into his school in the Saul timelines. That would be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, like, like are- I, I, I love what they did. Like, I don't want to see Skylar again, but just to know that she, like, all they had to do was say she accepted the deal. Like, it yeah. pays off everything. The 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 coordinates it, that he gave her in the lottery tickets. Like, right. it's yeah. it's it's genius. It's genius yeah. writing. And what I appreciate about the show is any cameo any like thing they have to finish out anything like that uh it doesn't feel forced and that's what i appreciate i have yet to feel like oh my god they're back here again they're doing it again nothing feels uber forced so i'm happy about that um and so i'm overall pleased do i feel like this is the type of thing they should do with three episodes left no, but if any show's going to do it, I'm glad it's this one. It's, you know, a lot of other shows would, this would feel like a grind as opposed to like an enjoyment. I would have liked this to be maybe more mid season and then they can kind of hit us hard. But I have a feeling now that they're bringing back talking saw for the last two, that kind of gives you the implication that these are going to be pretty wild. I, I think that they're going to deliver these last two episodes and I'm definitely excited to, to go back. Do you think Saul? gets caught or is that a misdirect i i mean he could go out guns blazing i mean they did have that that awesome scene of him kind of digging the hole with, it, with him walt and jesse and then it's him laying in bed kind of like yeah. are they it's are cool. they foretelling us that he's gonna die you know what i mean like because i know well, he, I, he he went off the rails with the kim conversation he's clearly going back into that guy's house he breaks in and that's where the episode ends the teaser is the cop car and the cop showing up does he get caught at this point does he go to jail do you think that happens or do you think that he talks his way out of it? Or do you think that's a little bit of a swerve or a misdirect? How do you think that plays out this, this robbery that he's literally in the middle of? I mean, I, mean, I think he's going to have to try to talk his way out of it. Obviously I think he's good. The guy's going to wake up and that, that actor, he's the, the one uh, comic store owner from uh, big bang theory. So I don't know if you, he's the guy, I think he was, he was in like over 80 episodes of big bang theory. Every time they go to the comic shop, I forget the actor's name. But like as soon as I saw him, I, was like, I know him. It took me a minute, but I did get it for the episode. Nice. Was yeah, there. I'm not a I'm not a big bang guy. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge guy, but I've I've watched enough episodes of them in that damn comic shop. But <laughs> so it, 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 like I, I feel like every every person is, is there, and you see the little moments where he kind of said he had cancer. You see, look, he cares. Then he said, "Ah, oh, like I got experience. I know an asshole with cancer." Then he kind of switches back. Like it's it, just him, just juggling Gene, Saul, Jimmy of. Like he's putting on a clinic and, you know, like you said, there's two episodes left next one written and directed by Vince Gilligan. And it's called Waterworks. I I mean, you know, we always said with with, uh, Game of Thrones, like that episode before always is like a bang and Breaking Bad was was always like Game of Thrones and and delivered. So I'm, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, man. Like, the, and this episode was, you know, I was up to like 10, was it 10, 20 was a little bit longer. Yeah. So I imagine, I mean, I didn't hear anything about the last two episodes of being longer, but I assume, I assume the same thing. They're probably an hour and a half again. You look at Ozymandias and it's the best episode of Breaking Bad. It's the penultimate. That's where mm-hmm. Hank gets killed and all that stuff. Like it's the most memorable episode. Felina, oh. the, the finale is still fantastic in its own right. When he shows up to Gretchen and uh, I can't remember somebody in Gretchen, their house with the lasers and everybody outside with the money thing. That is some of the best written television ever. Super tense. So like, and with Vince behind the camera and writing the episode, I have a feeling again that the penultimate is going to be like this spectacle, like Monday night cannot come soon enough, but Peter Gould is writing and directing the finale, which is also, I feel like just going to be a banger, but when so the the finale, the series finale is the day before Mackenzie's birthday. Mackenzie's first birthday is on that Tuesday. So literally the last night this show ever airs, the next day my last daughter turns one. What a week. What a week that is gonna and, be. And that title is called Saul Gone. Man. I love that title. When you told me that, Saul I was like, Saul Gone, man. Saul Gone, man. God, Damn. I'm just not ready, man. Like, like I want that's to all slow folks. Down. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh shit. Down. Yeah. And the I think the bitch of it for me is too. Um uh, um trying to think of timelines here. For all mankind's third season uh is on the same trajectory. It's got two episodes left, and it will end this season will end the Friday before Better Call Saul. And that weekend is Mackenzie's first birthday party. So from Friday to Tuesday, that five day span is just going to be the shit. (laughs) I just cannot wait. Uh, So this is definitely exciting. And then six days from now, you're coming over my house. So what a what a August is just delivering. What a great time to be a thing. Uh, is there anything that didn't hit for you in these last three solid? I I, did. The only thing that, that really stuck out to me was that damn actor change. That's that's the only thing is it's a big I, I, thing though. It it is and it, it that's it, to me that's it that would be my only complaint but it's one that that takes me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Because like he was he that that mall scene that guy made it a big deal and they, a lot of close-ups on his face and then you cast a guy that don't look like him at all and Yeah, you know, he sure doesn't. New Jeff does not look like old Jeff at all. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like that's 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 my biggest complaint. Other other than that everyone else Cal Barnett, like everyone has been fantastic. The black and white scenes, color scenes, Gene, Jimmy, Saul, it's all good, man. I'm just Pat ready Healy. for these final <laughs> I'm just ready for these final two episodes. I you know, with Vincent Peter, we literally are in good hands, and like you said, Monday cannot come soon enough. Pat Healy is the new uh yeah. is the new Jeff, the cab driver. He was in station nineteen. Um, the fire show for yeah, I think Don years. was the original guy. Yeah, Don something. He's like other stuff, but he's not. He's not in it. Um, but anyway, oh, he was in Shameless for two episodes. There's that. But there's Pat Healy. Um, what did you think of Marion Carol Burnett's character? Do you think there's still more to to tell with her? More. Story I mean, to you know, she, she's. I think she's a sharp cookie. She kind of sees maybe what's going on. Maybe she's starting to see more of of what Jean really is. You know, she's old school, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Does she call the cops? Maybe that's how that happens, and that she's the one who gets him in trouble. 
You never know. You never know. But yeah, I don't know if Marion's done. Carol Burnett, obviously a legendary actress. I don't know if she's done her thing. Uh, yeah, that's about it for me. I mean, you know, I don't have too, too much because we're just waiting. We're just waiting with bated breath on these last two episodes. Um, and go watch Pete Pepper's stuff. If you like episode recaps and theories and breakdowns and all that stuff, he's done really, really good recap videos. Um, but yeah, anything else before we move on? Yeah, let's, let's do it. All right. Uh, welcome back to everybody who skipped the spoilers. Per multiple sources, Breaking Bad is leaving Netflix, everybody. But you don't have to worry too, too much. You might have canceled your subscription by the time this happens. Uh, February 10th, 2025. So you got three years. Ah, or plenty, of time to, plenty of time to binge it. And even not, you can get an L on DVD, Blu-ray, cheap as shit. So there's no worries there. I am 100% when Saul is done doing a rewatch of bad. Like, I just want to go right into it and just go yeah, do, and right on Netflix. Like, you know, and I, we, we might do the same because it's, it's written that way. It's that smart. It makes me want to go back, especially after the little tease we got. I, I was, I, I just had a smile on my face. Just then their little back and forth, little quips. And how I, many times did you go through breaking bad? I only did it twice. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so I think the, this will be my sixth or seventh. I'm not 100% sure. Like, I, I've always seen, like, random episodes, but, like, actually, like, s- start episode one to finish twice. Yeah, I think I've done it five times. Four of my own, once with Ash, and I haven't yeah, done it nice. in a long time. I remember everything, um, but it'll be, like, those little nuances that I'm excited for. But anyway, yeah. yeah, Breaking Bad, you got two and a half years. This next story I've been waiting to talk about, again, for three weeks. We had this teed up on our original 292, and... I was definitely excited to talk about it. And now we finally do. We got our first look at the live action cast of the Yu Yu Hakusho live action Netflix series. Again, it's made for a Japanese audience. It is not made like Cowboy Bebop for like the American Netflix audience. So, and it's made by a different kind of a production team and company. So this is going to be a different type of live action anime adaptation. But we don't know too much else. We just know what these guys look like in costume. We know the main four. Yusuke, Kurama, Hiei, and Kuwabara. What did you think of the characters and the way they look? D- definitely a little bit different. You know, it's um, my, my favorite out of everyone is Yusuke. I think he Same. probably looks the best out of all of them. Um, you know, Kuwabara probably being the least favorite. Um, Same. You know, like Kubar and, you know, he, he, I mean, he, he, guy's got like, he's got that little bit of a look that like, you know, maybe he, he could do something with it, but Kubar is still the guy. Um, Karamba was going to be tough to do anyway. So I, I kind of, you know, even though Karamba is one of my favorites of the show and what they could do with, if they go Yoko, if they want to do it as a Fox storyline, um, I, I'm going to say it. I'm excited. I'm kind of glad that it's probably not built for us because it, like, if they do this, like, they did Roni Kenshin. Like, dude, that's to me, Roni Kenshin is still the best live action anime we've ever got. So if, if it's as half as good as that, I think we have a shot with, with Yu Yu. It just, where, where are they going to start? Is, are they going to just jump in? Is he already dead? Or, you know, I doubt they're going to just going to jump right to the dark tournament. Like they're, they got to no, get, they're going to start. They're going from the manga, not the anime. And so in the manga, Yusuke's death is like, a whole entire volume. They're going to, sp- they, they spent time on it. So I don't know how much they're going to allocate. Nah. I don't know how many episodes, but like they spent time. I he's, think we, he's are, dead I, within the first three episodes. Guaranteed. I, 
of course he's probably dead in the opener just like that but like they might do what the anime did and start with him dead because they have to do this quickly yeah. I, I don't even know if they make it to the saint beasts dude he's got to meet karama he's got to meet kuwabara he's got to do rinku he's got to do uh 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 the other fourth the the fourth guy that was with he and karama or the third guy the third bandit yeah i, I see goku, his face. goku munku or something i can't remember but like they got to do him so like they got to establish powers. They got to build up Kuwabara as somebody who can do this. They got to meet Genkai. I would imagine that this, unless they like do incredible Dude, time jumps, you might, this not, might not, you even, might not even see Genkai. Oh God. I would imagine we do, but like, that would be rough if we don't, but like my friend, we really, like, I truly don't know if we're going to make it to the same beast, which is what I want to see the most. That's my favorite storyline is the same beast. And then right after that, the Tarukane thing, that's my favorite arc of the entire anime, even more than the dark tournament. So oh, man, that boy, dark howdy tournament for me. That's too uh, good. You know, do I want to, uh, do I want to get there? Yeah. Because I think a live action dark tournament will be cool, but they put out this poster and the poster had all four of them. And it had the spirit gun for Yusuke. It had Karama's rose. It had he uh, tape or gauze or shirt or whatever. His wrap, his wrap. Yeah. And so, for Kuwabara, they did him dirty, man. They just have him with his his blue shirt, and he's like holding it a little bit instead of the the spirit sword. Like, why wouldn't you just do a spirit sword? I don't know. Maybe it's phallic. Who knows? But I think Yusuke looks really good. Um, I'm fine with that. Kurama looks just terrible. Uh, it looks like he's wearing a wig in every sense of the word. Hiei looks fine. Kanata Hongo, but Kuwabara looks like shit. And there's not anything you're going to convince me to say that that's going to be really tough for me to like separate. He's got a long face like Kuwabara does top to bottom, but like they didn't even try with the hair. (laughs) They didn't even try. Yu Yu Hakusho did, did a Japanese stage play and those costumes are really good. I I saw that too. Yeah. I actually watched. Why couldn't they just replicate that? At least give Kurama the right hair color and tuft and style. They just gave a guy a comb back like they do all the time. He's got like blondish grayish hair. Like what the fuck? Karama's a redhead. If nothing else, orange, burnt orange. Can we please be a little bit more realistic? I have a big problem with Kuwabara. Karama's hair literally looks like somebody put a wig on his head. So that wasn't great. But hey, Yusuke looks good. Hie looks fine. And I think when they're in action and moving and shaking and doing all that, it might look a little bit better. Yeah, but this is this is not the greatest start for me. I'll say. I mean, I it's no matter what, we're both watching it, but it's it's going to be tough to top the because the anime is is truly one of the best animes ever. All 112 episodes. I even the end. The, you, I know you're not a huge fan. I'm on. I'm on them episodes now. He's actually training to be, you know, like to be his like his father or his ancestor. So I, I'm hyped. I'm almost done. Uh, on seven sixteen, that was the day they. Uh debuted Yusuke and Leonhart wrote, Oh boy on Twitter. And I wrote, have faith Leonhart. They won't tarnish the greatness that is Yu Yu Hakusho. And then on the 17th, they gave us cool or Kurama on the 18th. He on the 19th Kuwabara. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> of course, of course, within three days, that entire tweet was, is almost, let me, let me go back in and take back what I said, <clears throat> but it's going to be dubbed. I'd imagine it'll yeah. definitely be subbed. Um, Dude, if it's dubbed, get, I don't see the voice cast returning. 
not all dude, of it, least, what but if an did. awesome touch if you got the at least the original four to come i mean i'm sure that like all i'm sure they would love to do it because i'm sure they i i hope they had a good time doing the role because it's one of the great shows but if they did that what a great touch that would be for the fans could you imagine kua bar's English voice actor. I, I don't care. I would I, on yeah, this the, dude to hear Christopher R. Savitt, the voice of Vegeta, as Kobar. Yes, I would love it. But on this dude's look, yes, like this, I would love it. Yeah, like I, it might it might make me like him a little bit, just enough to like the movie. <laughs> but, but you're a mishy. You're a mishy. I know. I love it. <laughs> Silence, fools. Who does he? He uh, the kid who did. I forget the, the guy's initial name. D guys. I know. I, I, I think he he was actually in uh, DBZ. He might, might have been the actor that did, does go on. Go on, really? Oh. Dude, I don't know. I still have all the faith in the world just because this is my favorite anime of all time, and I'm willing to give it a chance because we haven't even seen a trailer yet. But like I've said this to you before, I think the thing I'm most worried about, even outside of the costume and look, is the demons. Like the demons yeah, are so the, they're so. Yeah. Not even that. I mean, the look like they're so well drawn and they're so different. And like they have horns coming out of everywhere and a billion eyes and all these cool colors. Like there's a lot with the demons of intricacies and textures and things that like yeah. on a TV budget will be hard to pull yeah. off. And I truly don't. I just hope they don't all look like Buffy villains. Yeah. Um, I, that's my one thing is like, are they going to make it generic demons as opposed to these really thoughtful and creative demons? Like I think of the cruise ship on the way to the dark tournament and all these cool demons that are there or the demons in the crowd at the dark tournament. Maybe it'll be like bright. Oh God. Oh, and I did read that they think it's going to come out December, 2023. That's the report I read. Maybe, maybe June we get a trailer. So maybe in our June, 2023 episode, we can talk about the next year. Oh my God. Uh, God bless us. If we're still doing this, God bless us. (laughs) This is, I mean, we are an hour and 15 in, and we are just not even close. Anything right, else let, you... No, let's, let's keep it turning, bro. We got to go. <laughs> bro, I'm the one who has to edit this bullshit afterwards. <laughs> uh, I'll edit that out. No, I'm kidding. For All Mankind has been renewed for season four. Uh, this season has been the best season. It's been unfreaking believable. I didn't think they could do what they've done and suck us in the way they did. Have you watched any more after the first two episodes? I'm we finished season one. It 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 definitely got good, but it, it took a while. This was it, it it took a while to find to get everything going. Episode but, six, when they get to the I moon. think I, I think I was seven. Seven is okay. when I was like, I, I kind of got I was, OK, you 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 guys kind of have my attention now. So we're there's on season, a, on season there's two, a, episode two. Good. There's a death in season one. Yeah. Of I'm, somebody who's it. not an astronaut. There's a, a younger person. Did that get you? Of course, yeah, it was, it was sad. You know, it was ter- you know, it's, it's a horrible thing. But yeah. even, then, even at the end of when you, when you have, you know, there was multiple astronauts dead in, in a couple of different accidents, and uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it was good and, and kind of where it went. Some of it kind of predictable, but yeah. you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, cool. Um, it gets well. Season two. Oh my god, does it pick up the the crazy shit? Especially the end. I've told you before. While I prefer season one to two. On a rewatch, season two is better, and nine and ten are still two of the best episodes of the series. Maybe, probably the two best episodes of the series. And then season three, the first episode just comes right out and slams you in the face with this crazy over-the-top episode, and it doesn't let up at all. And I will give a lot of credit to Mike G 
uh, out there on Instagram. He follows us on Instagram. He just randomly out of nowhere DM'd us a couple weeks ago and said, man, I just finished season two of For All Mankind. I had to start watching it because you keep saying how good it is. Boy, were you right. Season two was wild as hell. Nice. M- M- Mike's a great guy. I miss you, buddy. And yeah, so I'm on season two, episode two. So uh, I'm, I'm strapped in. Uh, with season four, I'll just say this. I don't know where they're going to go. Based on where season three is, I have no idea, which is a very good thing. I don't know how season three is going to end. It is not in a predictable spot right now, um, especially with the last two lines spoken. I'm very excited for episode nine uh, today as it, as we come out with it. Um, so that's going to be hyped. And then next week, the finale. I don't know where they're going to go with four. And that's amazing. Kurt and Wyatt Russell will reportedly star. Not even reportedly. Actually, Legendary came out and said it. They will star in that MonsterVerse Godzilla Apple TV Plus series. So we got a father and son duo. And hey, that, that's cool. Uh, Kurt White, they're they're both cool. Why was in the, the Winter Soldier or the Falcon Winter Soldier TV show. And I have He's Apple John TV Walker. Plus. Yep, yes, He's he is. John. And so, yeah, um, Godzilla, of course, I'm going to fucking watch it. Yeah. Wyatt Russell also in a banner. Um, the, uh, the banner of heaven, the banner. Oh, my God. I've talked about this show before. God damn it. What is it? Um, Under the Banner of Heaven. That's what it's called. And so he's in that. It's a good murder mystery show. Um, But anyways, yeah. So uh, I wonder if Kurt dies in the first 25 minutes. He might. It's kind of like Brian Cranston. All right. uh, Amazon's A League of Their Own. If you didn't know, I said it, I think in January, maybe December, that A League of Their Own, my favorite sports movie of all time is getting a TV series on Amazon Prime. And they finally, just this past week, gave us a trailer, gave us a release date. I won't spoil anything from the trailer. It's It feels like the movie, which is great. Um, it's getting a release date of August 12th. So uh, next week, we're getting A League of Their Own. All eight episodes are dropping at once. Prime is doing the Netflix style for once. And so I would say in 24 hours, I'll have it all watched. I am so excited for this, a league of their own. Was that a sports movie that ever stuck with you? It, it, I actually I haven't seen it in years, but I did. I only probably saw it once, but I did remember liking it. The trailer looked fantastic. I I love the old school feel. It actually made me want to go back and watch sixty one, which is one of, one of my favorite baseball movies. Um, that was directed by Billy Crystal. But yeah, I I, I don't know if I'll have this watched as fast as you, but it's definitely on my list. Yeah, I cannot wait. I love baseball. I love baseball movies. To get a baseball series is incredible, and especially off of a subject matter like A League of Their Own, which means so much to me. It's like that's the sports movie that I connect with most in the world. I've watched it just a million times. John Lovitz is hilarious. Going to go home and give the wife a little pickle tickle, and I'll be on my way. Marla Hooch, what a hitter. Uh, Andor has been delayed a month and got a new trailer. 831 to 921. So September 21st now for Andor. Does that matter to you? Does that increase, decrease your hype for it? And also, did you watch the trailer? Yeah, um, I don't really care. Delay a month, that that that's fine. Um, I actually thought the trailer was pretty good. It actually got me to care about a dead guy that I already saw in Rogue One. Then we're going to have to get probably two seasons of Andor. But again, I, the quality of the show, it looks different. It looks like that. I feel like they put definitely way more attention, maybe more money into it than um, the other two that we got of the Obi-Wan and um, the hell's the other guy's name? Boba Fett. I feel like maybe 
this one's been the sleeper that you thought them two or Obi-Wan was going to be the, the best show. Maybe this one has the potential of being better. I don't know. I just like the look and feel of it. I thought it looked good, even though, like I said, we know his fate already, but I'm interested to see kind of his story. Well, it's funny because like Rogue One, I've said it a million times, is like my least favorite Star Wars movie besides now episode nine. And like, I just mm-hmm. think it's pointless. And again, like you, I think, even with that said, Andor is exciting to me. I cannot wait. It's, it's the first Star Wars property in a while that I'm going to watch when it releases and actually like hope to enjoy. I tried Obi-Wan and when they were running through the forest and they couldn't catch a 10 year old, I was out. That's it. I yeah. never went back. Yeah. I still have not watched episode two. So, and I won't, I don't care. Book of Boba Fett. I stopped after the car chase in the middle of the street that they were going four miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, when you hit me with that, I'm done. I just don't care. So, um, yeah, I I am definitely kind of in for Andor. It'll be nice. It'll be nice to go back to Star Wars for the first time in a, in a little while and be excited. The Flash on CW will come to an end. I feel like we've been saying this for years, but it finally will. Uh, episode season nine, 13 episodes early 2023. The end of an era, my friend. I mean, I feel like it's been probably five seasons too late. That they should have canceled this show. I, I mean, they've been Christ. Even even the fans have been saying like, man, like, I I've like been reading the comments and like it's it's the, the show went on too long. Uh, they they milked it. They every story. It, there's no villains. It hasn't been good since like season three. So I mean, hey, congrats on going nine seasons. You just couldn't beat Smallville. Oh well, but again, hey, they had a solid run. Grant's great as the Flash. It just. It should have probably ended max season four, season five. Just went on too long. Yeah, it's not a show I ever plan on watching. Not a single second of uh, because that's been the feedback from you almost since we started this podcast. So um, there's no reason for me to go into a show knowing that I'm not going to like the later seasons. Arrow, uh, maybe one day. This show, zero chance. Dude, Arrow, first two seasons, fantastic. Nothing beat their first two seasons as well. Moon Knight looks like it's getting a second season. Yeah, I and I, I, I'm, I wasn't worried whether they didn't get a second season or not. I just think Moon Knight's too big of a character. They're setting too much of the monster, the supernatural. Whether we get a Moon Knight season two or Midnight Suns, we will be getting more Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I mean Oscar Isaac's in in, in I think Egypt right now. So yeah, they're scouting that. locations with the the damn cr- uh, creator or one of the executive producers, one of them. So. He's they made back. a TikTok and the somebody asked the question, like, what are you doing? And I think it was like Cairo. And they're like, what are you doing there? And they're like, what else would we be doing? And then I, they pan over to Oscar Isaac. Like, so it looks like we're going to get more Moon Knight, maybe an announcement at D23 in September. Yeah. They Marvel still has to save some announcements from SDC from SDCC. They kind of kind of give us a little bit more at D23. So expect you know, some more phase five and six to fill in, expect some more Disney. Yeah, well, stuff. Th- th- there was, there was a lot of blanks in their movie slate. And so, you know, that could be, yeah. Hey, here's midnight songs. Here's this, you know what I mean? So they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and that's probably where we'll get a moon Knight season two announcement. Um, she Hulk, we had mentioned it during the SDCC stuff that it got delayed and it did, man. Another show gets delayed. This one from August 17th, all the way to August 18th. Uh, and so now new episodes will drop on Thursdays instead of Wednesdays. So that's really the major change. Yes, it gets a one day delay, but 
now every episode on Thursdays instead of the normal release schedule. Yeah, I mean, again, one day, I, I don't mind. It doesn't matter. Wednesday or Thursday. Again, just, just let this out. I, I'm, I'm ready to see a supporting cast. I, I want to see some other people. I just wonder what this does to Marvel shows moving forward because they changed it from Fridays. Now the Wednesdays. Now this is a Thursday. Is that because it's a lesser character or a lesser known whatever? Um, is that because they don't have anything to fill their Thursday slot? What What's going on here? So I just want to know a little bit more. Well, just uh, know we got nine it. episodes of She-Hulk. Yeah, so that'll take us through what? October? Into October? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And I'm going to take it over in the gaming space. And we mentioned the beginning, we're finally going to talk about the Pokemon Presents recap. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. It's the, the first 10 minutes was pointless. If you want to watch it, go watch it. Yeah. I do not care for it at all. It's boring as sin. But the last 10 minutes, let's talk about that because that's the 10-minute Scarlet and Violet blowout that we got. I don't, for the first time ever, I don't have notes. I don't have my phone with 73 obnoxious notes written down in chronological order. I'm kind of going off the riff a little bit. I'm kind of going off of my memory. Um, before I get there, I will go defer to you. What did you think of this big giant look at Scarlet and Violet? Yeah, I, I watched the, the trailer one time. Um, I, thought, I thought the Pokemon looked beautiful. Arcanine stood out to me. I mean, you mean, looked, me, oh my, did Arcanine look just fantastic. Me and you talked off off air of, you know, Arcanine and, and Don Fan being like the two that, Pineco, that really Pineco. stood out. Pineco, that was the one you mentioned too, yeah. um, that really stood out to me. Um, th- this one here, the more they showed the legendaries, the more I was, you know, like liking them, of having them run and there's wheels and just the mechanics of it. And I'm, I, I, I don't know, there's, the more they were shown, they were, they were losing me. But the actual Pokemon, the scenery, everything looks beautiful. But besides the legendaries, I mean, that, that's just my little nitpick. I mean, I never loved all their legend- legendaries anyway. There's plenty of legendaries that I still don't like. So this one, just like, oh, okay, just, just another one that, you know, just maybe might have missed for me. Yeah, I get that. I totally understand that. I mean, legendaries usually don't come in the game until the very end. So you get very little screen time with them anyway. But this yeah. game seems to be introducing them up, up top. Because they are your mode of transportation. We kind of called that. I mean, we said as soon as we looked yeah. at them, we said, okay, their chests look like wheels. Their tails look like wheels. They're going to be rideable. You have Legends Arceus where you ride five different Pokemon throughout that game to get around for traversal. It's a big open world. You got to get from one end to the other. How are you going to do that? You're going to ride a Pokemon. It's Pokemon after all. X and Y did it. Sun and Moon did it. But this is going to take it to another level where you're going to ride these legendaries. And I understand if that's a turnoff to you because now if you play co-op, there's four, there's two Karidon and two Miraidon, but legendaries, most of the time there's only supposed to be one in the world. And so like, how are they going to explain that? So there's like a lot of inconsistency there that I'm sure they'll touch on, but I'm sure it also doesn't really matter because it's Pokemon and who the hell cares. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think these legendaries are awesome. I've always been more on, I think it's Miraidon who is the uh, future, the violet. I'm, I've always been more on that since the second we saw him on June 1st. I stand by that. Usually, and I've said this before, I don't let legendaries dictate the game I buy because they're at the end. But now we know that there are mode of transportation and we're going to get them pretty much flat out. The legendaries do actually play a part here of the Pokemon or of the game I'm going to play. I'm buying both, but of the game I'm going to play. And luckily, it's still Violet. 
unless they come out with some crazy exclusive new Pokemon that like you just can't get, then I might change my tune. But like Tyranitar is going to be Scarlet exclusive. So like I'll just have to trade for for a uh, Larvitar from somebody else. But uh, this trailer for me didn't like blow the doors off. Like the June 1st trailer blew me away. This one, not as much. I'm very happy with it. I have almost zero complaints, but it wasn't a trailer where I was like, oh, my God, this this gimmick was like I'm a little overwhelmed or yeah over i'm a little bit overwhelmed because i do love the pokemon the textures were awesome the environments were awesome the towns look awesome the cities look awesome but like and the fact that there's three stories that's awesome but like there are two things man number one i don't really care for the gimmick so much terastal doesn't really do it for me dumb as shit dumb as shit I like the idea of crystallizing. I like that whole thing. I like the fact that Pokemon can change type now with Terra type. That's a cool little thing that you can make a Pikachu flying type or a drift bloom of fire type. Like, I think that that's a neat idea, but boy. um, And I like how they look like they look pretty cool in some instances, but like, do we really need another one of these gimmicks? Like mega evolutions changed your type, changed your stab, changed your look. Z moves made your move more powerful, gave you extra stab. Gigantamax. Can we have a gimmick that's not centered around the battle thing? Because it's just going to go away in Gen 10 anyway. Like, I, I just, I wish that a Pokemon game didn't have the gimmick. I like Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, Gen 4, Gen 5, when it was just more of a traditional Pokemon game as opposed to built around this one mechanic that even if you don't like it, you're kind of stuck using it in certain spots. So I'm not a big terastalizing fan. And I also have reason to believe, very heavy reason to believe, that uh, the gyms will not scale to your level. They will just be what they are, even though you can do them in any order. Um, When you get to the easiest gym, even if you're on level 80, they will be level 12 and you'll just demolish them. And I really don't like that thought. I love that you can do them in any order, but what incentive do I have to do that? as opposed to going in easiest to hardest order, because they're not going to scale. Why would I just give myself the biggest challenge I can? So I wish that they scale. There's still a chance. They haven't outright said that they're not, but it does not look like these, these gyms are going to scale with you and you just got to fight them at their level, even if you're way over leveled. And that's a little bit of a disappointment. So that's the one fix they need to have for next game. They have to learn to get that into the game to keep them up to pace with us. That's it. That's all I ask for the next 100%. I don't even I need. Agree. I don't even need any new Pokemon. Give me all the same from Gen One to whatever, and just do it like that. I'll take it. Then you then you can have my money. They did very overtly say, and this is a very cool touch, that there will be three grand stories, three main stories, and one of them will be the gym challenge. So, like a traditional Pokemon game, you're done when you're the champ. That's only thirty three percent of the story here. There's going to be more. I'd have to think when you look at the map, there's in the middle of the map, there's this big swirling eye of a hurricane. I'm sure that's going to be one of the stories. Um, And then the other one, I I don't know. Maybe the uh, there's these flags with flames and lightning on them. Maybe that that's it. Maybe the evil team, maybe they're going to do something nefarious and you got to stop them. So I I don't know. Or maybe there's something else with the school they have to do because you're in a school, um, Uva or Naranja. So like maybe that's a thing. I really have no clue, but to be able to fight play through three stories is awesome. So now 
here's the 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 one part i've stayed away from leaks a lot of the game is leaking apparently and a lot of it's been accurate people have you know paldea the region name got it the whooper got it all that stuff so people do have legitimate access to it and the one leaker said to beat the three stories took me 60 hours but i'm not the best so i'd imagine somewhere between 40 and 50 that to me when i beat a pokemon game in 15 to 20 25 on a bad day that's good for the same price i think i'm happy with that a 60 hour pokemon game it took me 108 to beat arceus i mean i did that on purpose because i was doing so much exploring yeah. but like with an open world i could easily spend 100 hours in this game before i even beat the story i'm i think that's going to be some good value here so i'm excited about the potential length and the three stories uh we'll dive in real quick the new region name is paldea uh, we uh, it's based on Spain and Portugal. We kind of knew that uh, terrestrializing. If you're like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Basically, every Pokemon in the game can terrestrialize. It's the new gimmick, the new Z moves, the Gigantamax, the Dynamax, the, the Mega, whatever. Stupid. Um, it, each Pokemon turns gets like a coating of gems and or crystals. They almost crystallize like that crystal onyx from the anime. That's now canon. And they get something on their head that, you know, represents the type whether it's a fiery chandelier or a water fountain or a big gem for normal types like they get something but they could change type so like your electric pikachu his terra type could be doesn't it's not always but could be flying and so you get pikachu that knows fly or a fire type like i said earlier drift bloom who would then so like there's a little bit of strategy there. I'm excited to see how terrestrializing will be played competitively because people are going to break it to hell. I'm really excited about that and kind of watching these battles play out online for people much better than I, but I don't really use the gimmick anyway. I didn't use Dynamaxing really during the story. I never use Z moves. I did use Megas, but not against opponents because it was too easy. I just liked having Mega Pokemon. This one... I I just don't care for it. <clears throat> That's your cue to say how much you don't like it. It's I I don't want to just like shit on it, but you gotta be like it it, it just wasn't I don't know it it did it, it, it just didn't hit for me. Yeah, I I don't know what else to say, you know. Yeah, um, like you said, the Pokemon. This is the best the Pokemon I've ever looked. Their detail is incredible. It's I would say new Pokemon Snap is the only Pokemon game where the Pokemon look better. And this is a game that I think is going to translate really well to a TV. We got a very compressed Twitter and or YouTube trailer. Like, wait till that shit is native on cartridge or on your console. Um, that's going to be exciting. But we got three new Pokemon. We got Wooper, the Paldean form. So we have an option for Paldean Quagsire or a new evolution. That's now ground poison with water I think I forget what the ability is called water something where water attacks don't hurt it. So it's a ground type that's super effective against water, but the water attacks don't hurt it. That could be a great competitive Pokemon to have on your team. We got Satitan, which is an ice whale with a lot of horns. And we got the fairy Pokemon that's sweeping the internet. Fido. He looks like a bunch of bagels. It's a dog. I don't know. Bread. I, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm over the stupid food shit. You know where I stand with the ice creamy, the trash can guy. I do. I, I don't need any new Pokemon. 
I, I don't need any more new ones. If, if they're going to give us that shit, I don't know. That That's where they miss me. I'm in because in Gen 8, you had Al Creamy, which was that's the fairy You type. like the ice cream. Of course you'll, you like the only well, weird one. The I ice left cream out. was the ice cream was, which I do love was vanilla, 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 and vanilla. That was in gen five. I also, I love them anyway. They're actually icicles. They just resemble ice cream, but I digress. There's no getting around that. This fucking dog is made of bagels. And so like uh, it's a, it's Fido. It's a very cool pun. Very nice. Double name. I love that. I'm going to name mine Duncan Dognut because that's hilarious. Uh, and so I, I'm in because Al Creamy was this white cream fairy type, but no, but it depended on what type of berry you infused with it. It evolved and changed color based on that. I think there's like this thing's going to evolve. So whatever it evolves into, I think will be the more interesting thing. And there will be some sort of gimmick where you feed it something and it turns into something like, uh, Barklava, like baklava, but bark that could be cute. I don't know. There's a there's a whole bunch of different things with Fido. I'm sure it will not be a viable Pokemon on my team. Um, I'm in on Lechunk, but you know, Fido is cute, and I'll have it for a couple hours. But I'm sure it won't be on my final team. I'd rather Um, have six Lechunks on my team. (laughs) Overall, the region looks great. It looks big. it looks really big, which I'm really excited about just kind of going around in that world. You got a lot of new characters. You got a ton of new Pokemon. Like I said, none of bunch of new locales. You can do the gyms in whatever order. This is the thing, you know, raid battles are back, but they're not going to be slow and arduous like they were in sword and shield. You don't have to wait for your people that you're doing it with. You don't have to wait for their turn. You just do it in your own time, which is just fantastic. Great quality of life improvement. So overall, I loved it. I'm super excited about it, but it didn't blow me away like I was kind of expecting. Um, probably because terastalizing is not a gimmick that hits hits with me at all. It don't roll off the tongue. That's true. Boy, they could have picked any other name. Terastal. What a and it's even like pronounced not how it's spelt. It was really silly. But all in all, this is a game that I'm gonna sink 300 hours easy. I'd say into I have no doubt. It'll be in the running for my game of the year right now. Legends Arceus just still is like, I just fucking love that game. And I'd imagine when all is said and done, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Ragnarok and two Pokemon games. I just wouldn't be shocked. Um, the more I see a Gotham Knights, the less I want to play it. So I'm just, that's where I'm at. I thought it was great. I loved it. It didn't blow me away, which is fine. It's going to be a really good Pokemon game. And what's cool is, the most cynical Pokemon YouTuber that I know and follow said, and I quote, wow, this has a chance to be the best Pokemon game of all time. So when he says that, I actually have a lot of faith. Anything else you want to talk about with the Pokemon thing? Mm, I just like my Pokemon, not a motorcycle. That's all. A 10-minute Pokemon thing, and I only did a 14-minute speech. That's not a bad. record. That's not a record. Bad. We, we can go 45 on this. That was a record. We're, we're going through this, people. We're ready to rock. Next up, the TMNT Cowabunga Collection finally got a release date. August 30th, baby. All consoles and PC this month will be diving into 13 classic TMNT titles. And oh, by the way, the Super Nintendo version of Tournament Fighters will have rollback netcode. So all you players, they're going to be fighting each other online. Expect a great 
smooth experience. Great news. Cannot wait for the Cowabunga collection. Ubisoft has delayed Avatar Frontiers of Pandora until 2023 or 2024. Word is that it looks beautiful, plays like shit. They said just weeks before the delay, they still expected it this year. Then they pushed it out to at least next year, maybe 24. That's not good news. Probably a major gameplay overhaul coming. Couldn't be more out on this one. Per Bloomberg, the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake has been delayed indefinitely. And that doesn't mean forever. It just means we don't have a new time frame. They lost a couple of art directors. Some key senior leadership um, are gone. They may have already and probably already filled those spots. But a lot of talent has to come back through here. KOTOR on the shelf. Don't know when it's coming back. I would expect this will add a year or two to the development. I think this is probably a 2026 game. Maybe 25. The Lord of the Rings Gollum has been delayed. I cared so little I forgot to even put the new date. It was supposed to be September. It is, it's now out. I don't know if that's because Last of Us. I don't know what's going on with that. But that game also delayed. So video games taking a hard hit right now. AEW Fight Forever is getting a gameplay showcase. On August 12th. Yeah, I uh, I sneakily saw this. They did like a 30-second video saying THQ Nordic is our developer and publisher. And I'm like, or I'm sorry, our publisher. And then in like the top corner where they showed the box art, it said 12 or 12 8 which is European for, I think it's like everywhere, for August 12th, like gameplay the uh, pre premiere. And I was like, Oh shit. That's the real news here is I finally get to see what this game looks like in action. Um, that's exciting. So if you're an AEW fan or a wrestling game fan and tw- you know, WWE 2k hasn't been scratching that itch, which doesn't shock me that it does. The games are a broken mess. Maybe, you know, fight forever. Even if you're a casual and you're just looking for something, just give me a no mercy mode. That'd be sick. Transform me back to the N64 days. That'd be awesome. But fight forever in the next week or so week and a half you're gonna get your gameplay so we'll see how that looks and the last story we have in gaming the second wave of mario kart 8 deluxe dlc is available right now yeah it dropped uh the day we're recording which is august 4th eight new tracks two new cups including a brand new course never before seen i haven't heard impressions yet and i personally haven't played them it's been a pretty crazy day so i have not had a chance I hope to play them this weekend. Um, Mario Kart tracks with me are the type where I beat them on 50, 100, and 150. I'll try them on 200, and then I'll never touch them again. I'm ready for nine. Just give me nine. I'm, I'm over eight. But remember, I get it for free because the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack, uh, you can buy them separately. But this is wave two of six. We now have 16 courses that have been delivered out of 48. So uh, mm. a lot more coming here, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC. Let's get into movies here. Per multiple sources, DC and Warner Brothers have canned the Batgirl film, and it has caused quite the commotion. Yeah, I mean, it's not every day you hear the, hey, we're just going to shelf a $90 million movie. Uh, I think they said it was like 80% done. So that sucks, man. You figure all that wasted time. I mean, you know, Leslie Grace, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, Michael Keaton, you know, the kind of cast, you know, um, 
I, I wanted to see this movie. I'm not going to lie. I, I J.K. Simmons as James Gordon, Brendan Fraser as Ted Carson, Firefly, more Michael Keaton as Batman. Like, of course, I wanted to see it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who Les, Leslie Grace is as, as Batgirl. I mean, I wasn't going to. I'm not going to lie and say I was. This is my number one most hyped movie, but I was going to see this because it's Batgirl and it's, you know, in Gotham and, you know, it, I, I, I couldn't, and I did read that the directors, they found out at, uh, the, at, they were at a wedding. That's when the news broke. And that's when they found out. I was just like, ah, damn. I just kind of felt more bad for the cast and crew. Mm, that is a shame. You know, all, yeah. all, you know, cause, cause you know, it's not easy. All the stunt work lines, rehearsing money, like all the time they probably they just wasted like eight months of their life that no one's ever going to see. It just sucks. Well, let's just bring in the next story and kind of mesh it all together because, you know, Warner brothers discovery as they want to, as they are called now, WBD, uh, has been kind of on a fire sale, shit storm, crazy locomotive that can't find the brakes lately. And they're going to cut 70% of their development team. They're going to go for non-scripted programming. So like there goes that Uh, a lot of our favorite scripted shows are going to be gone, maybe without even them telling us. And they're going to go for more of that reality style, the, the F boy Island, which is like a real actual show and stuff like that. A lot of Netflix (laughs) F boy islands on HBO max. Is it? I thought Nikki Glazer on a show on, on Netflix, something like that. I couldn't tell you. There's like Love is Blind and a whole bunch of shit on HBO Max, but F-Boy Island is on HBO Max. I literally have an email about it like right now. Hmm. The finale is on today or something, or it's now streaming, but it's on HBO Max. Like that'll stay there. A lot of Discovery shows are unscripted to the, to a point. They'll join the service. They're going to drop a lot of stuff. So like, you know, shows like Harley Quinn, the Degrassi reboot, um, Julia, uh, Tokyo Vice, We Own no, the City. F-Boy Island. That's Nikki mm-hmm. Laser's show. It's on Netflix. Well, it's on HBO Max. So oh, no, it, it's on. It, it is on HBO Max, too. Yeah. So, like, there's just so much stuff here that's changing. And this was just the first domino to fall was this Batgirl movie. But it caused this crazy stir of, like, people poured so much of their heart and soul. And now they'll never it'll never see the light of day. This, that and the other people were saying it looked like a bad episode of television, which wouldn't shock me if it did. But that's not the point here. The point is, like you said, a ninety min, a ninety million dollar film just gone to die because it's a tax write off, and they can save some money that way. And it's like, I think a little bit of that is there. But also, look at like a movie like Morbius, which released in theaters twice and bombed twice, and, and still the, bombed, but but made but made money back. You know, they still made more not, than their budget. That's not everything, dude. Because like the public perception no, I, of I'm just playing devil's advocate. Sure, but the the public perception of Sony Marvel films is so in the toilet, and this like with how bad Venom Let There Be Carnage was, and then this movie being a fucking shit show. It's like who cares about Sony Marvel films anymore? If it's not an MCU property, no, no one cares. And like they had to look at that and say, we don't need that bad press either. We're gonna save a couple bucks, or at least take them a minimum hit. Like you said, the movie's not gonna make anything. And we also save the bad press. And it's like, man, this new CEO is just making a lot of decisions in a very short time. And I get that. You got to be aggressive. But I feel personally like HBO Max now being uh, merged with Discovery Plus and becoming like its own one service. I wonder what that name will be. I have a really bad feeling that they're going to take away 
the free you get HBO Max for free right now if you're an HBO subscriber. I have a feeling that's going away or at least they'll give you the ads version as opposed to the full version or something like that. And that's just going to cause some bad will. I mean, you know, HBO Max is such a great service and it's just being decimated in front of our eyes. And it started with this movie. And I do feel bad for everybody involved, for sure. And, you know, one, you know, a couple of things I saw was um, James Gunn said uh, season two of Peacemaker is safe. So we're still going to get the season two of Peacemaker because a lot of like what happens to the Supergirl movie, what happens to, you know, the Flash and all that other stuff. So there's like there's a lot of stuff that, you know, there's going to be reshoots for uh, more of Aquaman now. Like what's the plan? You know, I hear that they're of course, they're going to try to set up that 10 year plan like, you know, what what Marvel has and, and DC needs to do that. So maybe this was a, you know. You know, sacrifices have to be made, and this was one of those sacrifices that you said you, you don't want to put up a shit movie, you don't want to release another Morbius or a Fantastic Four reboot type of film. Maybe th- I, I I would hate to think that they were doing that with this cast with you know Michael Keaton, Brendan Fraser, J.K. Simmons. I, that's a damn shame, you know, because I I did want to see a live action Firefly that could have been cool, but I guess we'll just have to wait a little bit longer to see uh, Barbara Gordon. It's it's. Uh... <sighs> It's it's crazy because, well, I mean, there's a billion different reasons it's it's crazy, but like you have you have a lack of communication. It's coming out via media sources and press and everything like that. It, you know, the, two, the directors found out reportedly at a wedding. For gosh sakes, there's a lot of just like. Let's sneak this out there and hope that it kind of flies under the radar, which gives me that shit don't stink smelling like kind of vibe anyway. I don't I don't like the way that this has been handled from a comms perspective. So like, wow, I sounded really corporate right there. I well, say I mean, that you think this, this happened, you know, before the new guys kind of came on, like it was kind of left in bad hands. Like we we know what what, you know, the stories that we hear of the Justice League reshoots of they were the people in charge. Like it, it, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. It was a, it was a complete shit show. So they need a complete overhaul. And you know, again, you want to bring Superman into, into the forefront. You want to rehaul, get DC back on track. Because to me, like DC has the better characters than Marvel. And that's just my opinion. You know, Marvel had had their time in the, in the sun. Right now, it's kind of slowly dimmering. Maybe a little superhero fatigue. And this is the time now to refocus, retool DC, and you know, release a better product. Then cancel the Flash movie and recast it. And I, I, it. I don't think they'll do that just with, with they Keaton won't. and everything like that. I don't think they're going to do it. They won't. But the point is, if yeah. you want to start fresh, you're going to you're gonna next year release this movie with an actor you've already said you're not going to be working with in the future. The, so I like, think what's the, the point? The last thing I think, the, I think the Supergirl film, I think that'll be axed. And the next three films will be, you know, the Shazam, Black Adam and Flash. And then after that, it's a complete rehaul. New stuff. Obviously, Batman 2, well, we will probably see until 25. It'll Aquaman, you know, Flash, and Shazam. Well, then there what about the, Black Adam? You said three. Okay, well, there's four. So there's the four that's coming. And I don't think there's any four that's on like the... Besides the Blue Beetle do count, movie. Do you count Fall you do? And the Be- Blue Beetle movie might be in trouble. I, I think the Blue Beetle's okay. I think we would have heard, heard it by now. Um, I, Joker too. I'm still like on the fence with it. Like I, I still feel like we never needed the first one, even though I did enjoy the movie. I liked it, but you know, Lady Gaga is in it, so it looks like she's going to be got Harley a release Quinn. date October fourth. I, I just, I really hope it's not a fucking musical. 
you know, that, that, that's kind of where I'm at. And if it is, of course, I'm still going to say it, but I'm just going to be like, yeah, I saw it once and maybe I hopefully never have to say it again. It might be one of those movies where it's like very heavily implied that there's musical elements and there's like a ton of songs, but like they don't go full into it. I don't know. Who knows? I hope not. Oh, man. Uh, anything else you want to add about this whole HBO Max slash DC thing? Nah, we can move on. Uh, per deadline, it is official. Mortal Kombat is getting a sequel moving forward at New Line with Simon McCoy returning to direct. He re- uh, directed the first one. And Jeremy Slater is writing it. He wrote season one of Moon Knight, amongst uh, other things. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Like, I, I thought this movie was greenlit like eight different times. I'm just glad that this wasn't one to get you know the axe. Because again, I I did like the cast. Again, few things didn't hit for me, but this one definitely deserved a sequel. I'm ready for the tournament. Uh, yeah, that's what we're getting now. We're absolutely getting the tournament. Just feed me the tournament. That's all I want. God, that's so exciting. Give me what I want. Give me Matoro and Ermac and Aaron Black and a better version of Reptile, please. And Goro still alive and Kintaro. Oh my God, the 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 Devora, like there's so many freaking characters that they could bring in here that I would be so excited for to see on the screen. So that's exciting. Uh, per deadline, Sony is delaying the Madame Web film from July 7th to October 6th next year. Yeah, like, I'm I'm like not excited for this movie at all. I only it's know her from cast. the animated series, so it's not much. Great cast, Sydney Sweeney. Um... Yeah, this is on the back burner for me. Great cast. I can't remember the other two main actresses that were cast so far, but uh, big, all three really big names. But again, this is a Sony Marvel film. It's not going to be good. Just like Craven, the hunter will not be good. And all the other ones, Venoms and Morbius, they, they just aren't good. Let's just hitch our wagon to the fact that these movies are going to be mediocre at best, and then they won't be so bad when you see them. Just don't get your expectations all crazy. We already talked about the folio due release date. So John Wick Four got a debut teaser. I mean, what before we quick, I do want to ju- just jump in and say, is he just doing the sequel because Joker uh, Joaquin? He got the first one. He did it for four point five million, and now for the sec- sequel, he's getting twenty million. Hey, $25.5 million or whatever for two movies ain't so bad. No, so, okay. But again, back to John Wick 4. Trailer was absolutely freaking fantastic. Donnie Yen, I'm so excited to see him. Him him and Keanu, the little gun-off sword fighting. I cannot wait. Hiyoko Sonata, that's my boy. We get our boy. Scott Atkins is cast. He's, he's actually a black belt, so you already know the fight choreography is going to be badass. Ian McShane's in it. Lance Reddick is coming back. Bill Skarsgård's in it. We saw the little bit of Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne. He's coming back. I I can't wait. Um, I, I'm I'm ready to see see what happens. See if he gets annihilated by the high table or he just kills absolutely everyone. I can't wait. March 2023 can't come fast enough. A Drago spinoff film is in development, and Sly is none too pleased. Oh yeah, I mean I you know when when you hear his side of the story, it's you know it's uh. The Erwin Winkler and Charles Winkler—they're not giving up the rights, uh, the rights for the Rocky character. I guess Sly's been trying to get them to release it, but they're not. Now they're getting greedy, doing the Drago spinoff with, obviously Drago and his son to kind of continue with Dolph Lundgren and Florian Montanu. 
I can't pronounce his last name, but you know, with he, you know, when you hear the backstory of kind of they're going for the money grab of kind of just kind of pushing out Sly and 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 you know not doing it, and I mean, I I'd wonder if Dolph Lundgren kind of continues to do it, being boys with Sly and doing Expendables and all that. So I'd be shocked to see if he continues to do that or if he just drops out. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised if this one falls apart because I, I would like to think that Dolphin Sylvester have a friendship that if he's like, yo, man, could you not do it? But blah, blah, blah. maybe they don't do it. But um, yeah, so that's where I'm at there. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes friendships are cool. Other times contracts and stuff get in the way and it's not really up to the actors once they sign on. I mean, I really I don't know how that all works. <clears throat> um. You know, I also think there's two sides to every story. And if sure. somebody gets burnt on something that's completely within reason, sometimes when you're burnt, you're burnt and you want to talk about it and you get pissed about it. So yeah. that could be something here where Sly is just like what's happening to the franchise. I started. Why don't I have more? But there could very well be something that he got paid very handsomely in the past to give those rights up or something. We just yeah. don't know. So there's a lot there. I thought Drago, at least the young Drago, was pretty cool in Creed 2. It was about the only part of the movie I cared about. Um, I didn't think Creed 2 is particularly very good. So it's spinoff movies, probably not something I'm interested in anyway. I feel like it could convert pretty well to a TV series. We don't really have a lot of boxing TV series, if any, that I can even think of. So that would actually be pretty sweet. But, of course, it'll be a film. Tell a quick story. Fights like that. You know, they, they do translate very well to film as opposed to TV. But there's that. I mean, you could do the DBZ thing where a fight takes 17 episodes if you really want to go there. Uh, and then finally, the Garfield film starring Chris Pratt and Samuel L. Jackson got a release date of 2-16-2024. Yeah, one I'm uh, not, not looking forward to. I only put it in here because it's Pratt and Samuel L. You got to give them their just desserts, you know? Yeah, because Pratt's been in everything. Why not? He'll be Mario and Garfield in like a three month span. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, a year span. Uh, Sam, bring us home, man. It's been a long episode. It's been a long three weeks. I'm excited to hear about your OG CGC spotlight. Yeah. And uh, shout out to my boy Neil Keystone Comics on IG. This is actually his book. This is actually a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. This cool. is a, this is a third printing. Um, a little bit about. I think I wrote it down. Like okay, so. When TMT came out, this was Mirage Studios. The first print had 3,000 copies. The second print had 6,000 copies. The third print had 36,000 copies. I don't know the numbers for fourth and fifth, but I know the sixth print had 500 copies. So the third printing is nearly identical to the first and second print, except for there's a splash of blood on the second T in the Turtles. So that's an easy way to tell the difference of, of the printing. And, you know, there's a CGC slab. You know, they, they know the printings. Obviously, that helps. But if you actually know what to look for, that obviously, you know, better for you. This is the origin and first appearance of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder and Splinter. This has the wraparound cover from cover in the front, cover in the back. This came out in 9, February of 1985. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird's story and art. Kevin Eastman cover. This is an 8-5 off-white to white pages. This is the book that started off for the Turtles. After this, they had a, a movie made in, in quite a few, you know, few years later. I mean, it, Turtles kind of took the world by storm. Us, you know, being 80s, you know, being born in the late 80s, we grew up with the Turtles. So, we, you know, we definitely had Turtle fever. 
Um, just to give you a, a, a quick jump, the first print just on the census has only 921 copies on the census. Um, so, but for this one, for the third printing, the total on the census, even though there's 36,000 copies printed, there's only 1,282 third printed copies on the census. There are 67 nine eights, 144 nine sixes, 146 nine fours, 112 nine twos, 121 nine oh's and 145 eight fives. This is a, you know, the turtles books. Um, the second print first, first print goes for stupid money. Second print, very expensive. And now the third print is starting to slowly climb. Like I, I, I forget what Neil paid, but I already know he'll make double, if not triple than what he paid already on this book, just because turtle fever, the books, they're just, the demands there, they're, the copies are, it didn't get printed to oblivion like DC and Marvel books back in the day. So if you're, if you're a turtle fan, this is what started it all. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number one. Two hours, ladies and gentlemen. Two hours. We missed three weeks. We bring the goods. We go about a half hour longer than we have been. So um, thank you to everybody for hanging out. We got a couple more weeks left until we hit episode 300 and we know we move monthly. So until then, we'll see you next week for episode. Rest in peace to the Choco Taco. You had a good one.